So why don't we talk about your current relationship? Ah, oh, what the fuck, man? Do everybody got to know my business, really, seriously? Yeah, this is uh, this is w- one step short of a tell-all. This is us calling you. Damn, I may journey. as well be on Bravo yeah, and shit yeah. getting paid. Welcome back, listeners. We are here for another episode of Flesh and Bold. And in this week's episode, we are going to be following my mom's journey in love post-retirement. Listen in. So, Nee, when you were a little child, what kind of fantasies did you develop about, I guess, love, romance, who your partner would be? Like, where did that come from? I didn't have any of that. (laughs) Really? Yeah, no. I had fantasies of grandeur where I'd be like in France or Paris living the dream with mink coats and riches <laughs> and private jets. I didn't really ever think about like love or marriage or any of that. That's why I was so shocked that I got married. What? One, <laughs> one, you are your mother's child. I swear. <laughs> Two, that's wow. I. I guess I was just totally different, girl. I was ready uh, for romance. I used to write down names of my future children in a little notebook, what? girl. Really? Thinking about marriage. Got, I already had the wedding plan, girl, since the Cincinnati Art Museum. It is just so wild how different we are. That's uh, so that interesting. I would have never known. But, but neat. When you thought about your models, did you have any models for romantic partnership that eventually evolved? Um, I remember in high school, we had to do this project on love and marriage, and we were supposed to interview a couple. And I interviewed one of um, mom's close friends, but then they got divorced like a while ago. And so I was like, oh, okay. So that was like my only kind of model. So it, it wasn't super successful, I'd say. So I don't really think I had any models for love and relationships when I think about some of dad's family, you know, like there wasn't really any strong marriages that I can think of. So I don't, I don't know. I guess there's one with our cousin, but um, in general, no, I don't really feel like I had strong models of like love and romantic love. Do you? Well, you know, what's funny is I think my original models, at least the ones that are super salient for me come from media um and like the movies and all that uh yeah and so i because of that i think i assume that our mother would have some kind of foundation or formulation that was also based in media but she didn't quite and so let's kind of listen to where her models for relationships came from to me on television it just showed black couples in crisis all the time not going to the movie, not going to the park, uh, packing a picnic lunch, you know, or dinner and taking your family. And that's the sort of things that my mom and dad and I did with us and uncle. You know, we were out um, and we saw him kissing and hugging and saying, baby, I love you. In fact, my dad called my mom puss. Where the hell that come from? Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Shit. How much love is that? <laughs> so I had good role models. And um, and I think because of that, I'm very loving. And so that's something that you felt like because of these models would also happen for you? Oh, yeah. And I wanted it to be the kind of 
men that my mom had and that my aunt had. Hardworking, bring their paycheck home without cashing it, uh, buying them mink coats, let them go shopping every week. And people would go every week? Yeah, they went shopping every week. They went down to Shilato's, which is now Macy's, and to the market to get the groceries. Um, and they didn't work. They were stay at home. So they catered to the children. And I always wanted that kind of um, love. And I thought I wanted to stay home and be with kids all day mm-hmm. uh, until we moved to... I always worked in Kentucky, but when we moved to Philadelphia, Norman said, well, you don't have to work. You can just stay home. I tried staying at home for a month. Nia tried staying with me. Then all of a sudden she goes, I want to play. I need kids (laughs) to play with. So I started taking her to the daycare. And then when I took her to the daycare, I come home. It's only so much cleaning you can do. And I was in a new city, so I didn't really hadn't made any friends yet. So I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to get a job. It's interesting that you talk about seeing your uh, the model of love for you came from your parents, right? Mm-hmm. Because they actually weren't together in their old age, right? No, they weren't. But, you know, one thing that I knew about my dad he would come and help my mom and then we were second pretty much like your dad you know we weren't together later years but he was around 24 7 people thought we were still married because he still made sure I was good had you seen that before also Mm -mm. Uh, someone get married or find companionship or relationship later in life for me I wasn't looking for that I was looking for peace within myself and I knew my walk with God had to be different so um, I didn't want to I feel like in my younger years I forced things to work in a relationship and my prayer was to get me ready, number one, to receive someone if they came. Um, but and th- for that to happen, I had to find out who I was. And when I found, you know, I'm bringing a lot of shit to the table, so I'm not going to settle for less. So a lot of people approached me. I, I had one guy that asked me to marry him three times. But why am I marry you? And you're doing the same stuff like you did when you were single, you know? So I wasn't ready for that kind of headache. So I decided to just focus on myself and make me a better person. And I think I did that with the, with the grace of God, of course. So yeah, Nia, I was surprised because your mom didn't have really models that came from media um, because of lack of representation that really matched up to her true experience. But she talked about uh, her models of romantic partnership really coming from family, which makes sense because that's also like what the research says when it comes to psychology um, and romantic relationships and partnerships, talking about intergenerational models of kind of attachment and later in life, how that helps you. Um, to develop your kind of romantic style. But 
for me, what was interesting is she talked about uh, her mom and dad kind of having this <laughs> almost embarrassing love, right, in the beginning, but um, how when we think about mom now as an aging adult, she really didn't have any models of aging adults staying together and being in romantic relationships because uh, this is so this is kind of a new frontier for her, which to me is funny because you just talked about, right, you doing this report where you, um, I guess, interviewed, right, mom's friends, but they are divorced mm-hmm. now, right? So like this idea that uh, there isn't necessarily a model of aging adults adults being in a relationship is somewhat new and it's somewhat new research as well but I'm curious uh we heard some <laughs> I saw you y'all can't see my sister but I saw her make some faces as uh, mom was talking but so I'm curious about your reaction me man so many reactions first I'm like was that the standard of the time like she kept saying yeah I was like they were so in love and I showed you know they showed so much love and I'm like is it me being a prude or was it just like highly inappropriate? Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know. Maybe that was love, like hitting, hitting, getting hit in the butt or calling inappropriate pet names. Like, I I don't know. It doesn't seem like of this time. I can't even imagine. Like, I see why she was embarrassed. So some of it is like, it kind of felt like objectification in some ways. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to diminish any of that, but like, Mm -hmm. maybe that was, love but it just it helps me think so much like if that's how she thought of love as like how that might play into her current relationship and what's fascinating to me is with her relationship with mom and dad at least what I could see I didn't see a lot of that like I didn't see like a whole bunch of pet names or like physical touch and like you know like I don't know like I'm sure they loved each other but I didn't see it displayed in that same way And it's just interesting because I feel like that carries in my relationship. Like even just hearing her talk about how they would like hold each other in, you know, in public. I'm like, ugh, like I can't even like, ugh, I don't want any of that. Like I don't want any public displays of affection. I don't see any of that. And so I just wonder how those models in family do or don't, I guess, carry on in your like current relationship but yeah I think that's interesting she didn't have any models and that's not completely shocking I suppose like older love as well it seems like you know if you think about it on the surface it sounds like very superficial like oh they were able to shop every week and buy whatever they wanted and like I thought I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and have a similar type of life but it feels like for her love is rooted in some security right like whether it's Mm -hmm. like material security like making sure the kids have stuff or some sort of emotional security mom was at home caring for the kids that was the job so that's really interesting like I think if you peel back the like oh they were able to shop every week um I think it's like love as a provider love as security love as safety you know I do know I hear you and look ain't no shame because I'll be the first to say it my love language is gifts period (laughs) period and people that i've dated know that and but it can be a small gift even if it's like a handwritten note or a poem clearly your mama like the large gifts and people like to say (laughs) people like to say folks whose love language are are gifts are birds but caw caw let me be a bird then because that (laughs) it just is what it is but i think you do bring up like this great uh point about um security and being able to provide and um, safety in that. 
so yeah, let's listen to uh, the kind of partner your mom thinks that she is and wants as well. Got you. You're very loving. Say more. Mm -hmm. Dis-moi. Say more? Yeah, about what do you mean when you say you're because of that model of love that you had, you're very loving. If I'm in a relationship, I'm all in. Mm. Um, I'm not looking at nobody. I don't want nobody breathing on me. I don't want nobody trying to holler at me. Mm. I'm truly dedicated. And that's what took me so long to even date anybody because Mm. I don't have time for no games, back and forth. And at this age, I feel like I've had enough experiences in loving and know what it feels like to be truly loved and to settle for less that's not on my agenda. Hmm. So I heard you talk about your current age, you mm-hmm. have certain standards and mm-hmm. you're not settling for less. Right. Can you share with me so, what some of those standards are? Well, the first thing that, oh. Go ahead, say it, <laughs> First thing the motherfucker gotta have a job somewhere, okay? And, um. I've always liked men that were good with their hands, like that could uh, fix a socket, carpentry or something, an extra skill. Um, that's like a turn on. Um, has to be, it doesn't necessarily have to be book educated, but I don't want no dummy. We got to be able to talk about current events. Um, he has to know the Lord. Um, and he has to be able, strong enough to guide a strong, a strong-minded woman like me. Can you handle it? Because um, sometimes that fire it comes out abruptly. Not that I need for it to, but once you've been taking care of yourself forever, you know, I'm trying to hear what somebody trying to tell you sometimes, and sometimes it's for my own good, but I don't pay attention. I'm so used to tuning motherfuckers out, you know. I ain't listening to that. I've been on this road. It's been me and Jesus, and we're doing just fine, you know. So that's where I'm at. So I'm just curious, how did those standards at your current age change from standards at your younger age? It sounds like those would have held firm. Is it just like you're putting up with less shit, or like what is? Well, my my younger years. I didn't really care. I wasn't looking for no husband or nothing. I was just out having fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't care what they did, but as long as they let me spend their money, that was the main thing when I was younger. Um, And took me out and treated me nice and all of that. But keep in mind, I still was a working independent person. I had a job. I had a car. I had some place to live. So all I needed was, you know, if I was going to be in a relationship was, someone to be loving and show that they truly cared by calling making sure i was okay through the day relationship right later in life so we talked about the love and the trips and the thing and that sounds fun but when i think about logistical things like do you live together or no or living apart and then uh money wise uh right do you plan to keep it separate together how what is your approach how do you make i don't believe in living together uh, 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 I'm not doing that. Buy the cow. You know what I'm saying? No milk is free. So you're by that, and I got to break it down just to make sure we're talking about the same thing. 
you don't believe in cohabitating, but if you were to get married, that would be a different conversation. Right. We can. We're if we're, we're gonna have to get married for you to live together. For us to live together. Mm-hmm. I'm not living in no house with no man and not be married. Mm. Uh, no, I'm like Beyonce. Put a ring on it. Okay. Oh, okay. And then uh, mixing of finances. Mines will always be mine. And he got to be able to handle the house. I wouldn't be with a man that couldn't pay for everything. Mm. I don't know. That 50-50, I'm not your, you know, buddy. If I'm your woman, I want you to be the man, like old school, what I grew up with, pay for everything, and let me pick out what I want. If you want me to, you know, I'm at home taking care of the home. Mm. So you, it's so funny because earlier in your life, you said you didn't want to take care of a home, right? You had to go to work, but now you're ready. To take care of home? Yeah. Yeah. Because I got a man (laughs) with some money. (laughs) Sonia, I have to admit something to you and our listeners uh, after listening uh, to mom. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think I had some ageist thoughts, Nia. Um, my I, I learned something new about mom. I just assume it was interesting for me to hear that she wasn't looking for marriage after dad. Like like she wasn't like focused on that. She was just like dating kind of and having fun. Cause I guess I just assume when you get to a certain age, it's like just not fun and games anymore. <laughs> and you're not just playing <laughs> around. And that's probably also rooted in gender and all those things, right? Because clearly our dad's side of the family day. Oh. <laughs> Period. I'll just stop there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, and so and so yeah, to me it was wild to hear her talk about that those standards kind of stayed the same, but her mindset shifted because she was out here, you know, running the streets. And um, I, and, and that was just so fascinating for me to hear. That's interesting. I didn't even like interpret it in the same way, but um, yeah, I guess she was just like, again, um, for me, what comes up is this idea of security. Mm. And she kind of was saying like, well, I already had a job. Like I mm. didn't need those things. And so like, yeah, call me, maybe taking me out to a nice place. But like, again, like for me, love for her is rooted in some sort of security, safety, mostly physical or maybe financial, maybe some emotional. And she was providing two out of the three for herself. So it was kind of like, what do I need to get married for? You know, Mm. both of those together, I think, is what uh like what stood out to you and what stood out to me is what our listeners should take, because you know what? was surprising to me mom's views line up with surprise surprise science and research and a study uh in a study that was done by brown and shin o'hara uh they have a study that's titled dating relationships in older adulthood a national a national portrait and they talk about first thing that women older women rather than men 
uh, are looking for more informal kind of dating situations. And it's actually men in their older age are ones that want more formalized relationships in, in terms of marriage. So one, that's surprising, but not surprising a little bit to me when I think about just the lack of social network, right? But um, so I think mom aligns in that way. And then also kind of what you were talking about when it comes to security and things, uh, they talk about the folks who are dating that are um, in the aging and older population. There are folks with jobs, with money, with wealth. There's this wild statistic that's cited in this research that, um, <laughs> wait till you hear this, me. Aging adults who are dating, their assets and wealth averaged about uh, half a million dollars. And the oh, wow. one, yeah, and the ones who aren't dating, their average wealth assets averaged around $150,000. And so so a, a huge difference with who's dating, but also it was connected to this idea that you're kind of speaking to that mom spoke to. Like, I got all these things together, right? It is the need that I'm searching for is this other this other thing um so i think one that's fascinating and it and it sucks you gotta be broke not that one hundred fifty thousand is broke but you gotta be broke and lonely (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's so interesting and when you were saying like okay well mostly older women just want informal things i wonder how much of that especially her generation is rooted in like gender norms like mm. you know especially if people were married before like mm. they made a might have had 20 years 30 years of like cooking and cleaning and providing and like doing all the things and they tired they don't want to do that again <laughs> they're happy to like kiki and go date and be taken out and wine and dine and not have anything formal where it's expected that you're cooking and cleaning and taking care of somebody like you have your house i have mine i'll see you when i see you um and she even talked about like it's hard when you've been alone for so long to then come back to date somebody um and be with somebody so maybe that's a part of it and then for men you know as men get older they want somebody to take care of them you know like they're regressing and so they want somebody that's going to be there by their side as, as they get older and they're not able to perform in the same ways whether that's work or sexual or whatever um and so that is not completely shocking to me i think it's fascinating and it's i remember a study a long time ago that i can't remember who found this that men that are married live longer um mm. and so i don't know if that's like that's intuitive for them like they know like being partnered helps them um or it's just this kind of desire to not be alone i don't know within that we heard your mom talk about some standards that she has when dating and so those are also some standards that are found and shared in research uh in a qualitative study that was done that talked about new partnerships among single adults older adults there was uh, physical and financial independence. Um, there were concerned about being alone. There was an emphasis on physical intimacy and companionship. I w- had a car ride with your mother where she was talking about physical intimacy. I'm going to save you the details, but <laughs> thank you. I, I happen to believe it's happening. Um, they talk about. <laughs> I'm glad she had that combo with you and not me. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, the research also talks about high spiritual compatibility and a caring disposition. So the spiritual aspect that was real important for mom. But lastly, and one of the things that I think is most interesting, because we're about to 
uh, start to explore mom's current relationship, right? She's booed up is the, uh, the first thing that stood out is finding a companion that you're already acquainted with um, as mm-hmm. a personal potential partner. And that was a big part that we're going to hear mom talk about is her knowing who the guy she's with now was. Cool. So does that mean you're looking for a husband now? Looking? No. I ain't got to look. The husband came to me. What you talking oh, about? Oh. Yeah, she said, I'm coming for you. Well, I'm like, what the hell that mean? Okay. I'm coming for you. We actually met 50 years ago. We both were freshmen in college and living in the same dorm. He was in a long relationship. I was in a long relationship. 50 years later, I go to our reunion, uh, college reunion. Then that was in October. So then in November, he started texting me. So I text him back and I said, well, you know, this is not my mode of communication because I feel like if somebody texting you, they could be in the room with their girlfriend or whatever and they're texting you. So it's not, I'm old school, call Mm -hmm. me. I'm not going back and forth like that. And I said that. And the more he called, the more we talked, we had so much in common. I was like, oh, okay. And you still working, boo? Oh, okay. He said to me, I am not dating just to date. I'm dating with purpose. And I'm coming for you. And that put a different kind. He's like, so if you're seeing other people and and you're not ready to cut that off, I'm not the man for you. So with him being straightforward like that, and we just been proceeding ever since and traveling and having a good time. Was this before or after though he had to cut it off with that woman? He cut everything off with his people in January before he called Groundhog's Day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got you. And so... And I had to cut it off with my people too because you know the girl was a pimp down low. Oh. <laughs> you know. When I think about like finding relationship and love so late in life, uh-huh. uh, later in life, right. I should say, um, right? You two already have kids yeah. from different relationships uh-huh. and family and things like that. Um, how I, I know that um, combining of families, right, especially uh, with adult kind of children can be, I'm sure it could be challenging. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear from you when you think about your kids' reactions, so me and your daughter, mm-hmm. uh, uh, with your new dating, where do you think we did well and got it right? And where did we get it wrong? Oh, y'all motherfuckers was mean as fuck to him. When he came in July, y'all asses was mean. Y'all was so mean, it was fucking embarrassing. I was like, why are they acting my ass up here? How long? It took me this long to date? And they are acting a fucking monkey. I couldn't believe it. And But I had already kind of warned him. I said, you know, you know, what's funny is, is that Anytime I get ready to see you and Nia together, I always get my mind ready mentally, okay? And I have to do that because when you guys were in two different states, I could just give you all my time. 
Mm-hmm. You know, when you were in Florida and yeah. she was somewhere else. Right. But now that you guys are in the same city, it's difficult because one wants me to be over there, another one wants me to be over there, another one wants to do guilt with the with the grandchild and me or whatever. And so I always have to get ready for all of that. And so I had mentioned that to him like months when we were dating. And he's like, oh, Kitty, that is just so awful for you to say that. I said, my kids are high, strong. They are a whole different level. You don't get it. He's like, I think that is so awful for you to say that. I said, look, you don't know the dynamics, so you need to not address that. So we had already had the conversation. So then we go to Chicago and y'all put us in a, a chair facing each other doing the dating game and all of that. I said, what I tell you? I told you they was a lot. I am literally dying. Like, I can't stop laughing. Like, I can't even understand what she's coming from. She's saying that we're, we, we're acting a monkey. This is revisionist history, as we both know. So I can't believe she was embarrassed by our behavior. I was embarrassed by her behavior. But that's neither here nor there. I don't know what the expectation was of us. But given the circumstances, I think we did quite well. What do you think? I would agree. I think we did well, you know, and I would just like to reframe. I think I don't think we were mean. I think we were challenging um, at, at, at worst. So. I would say challenging at worst. We were challenging at worst. But I think when it thinks about, right, uh, we are protective of our mom. We don't know this man. And uh, we fast forward it past her love story. She, uh, When I was talking with her, she told her love story, right, which she knew this man from 50 years in the past. They kind of rekindled randomly out of nowhere, um, they met families, but what she fails to like mention in her retelling is all this happened really fast. And mm-hmm. so I think we were worried because we didn't know who he was. And, you know, with elderly folks, and one of the things that I tried to reframe our meanness as being concerned, protective, and like old, older people are getting scammed these days, right? And so we Definitely. wanted, we wanted to be protective of our mom. And so I really think that's where it was. But, she, you know, she notes that uh, there was a totally different experience this month, like this past month. Um, and she, we, we'll listen back in and know why she thinks what changed. But she thought that we both were very loving to her new partner. Why? Oh, <laughs> looking at your face. Why do you think that might have been? Oh, oh, we can't. Because I didn't don't. spend time with her. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you was gonna say something like that. Yeah, we didn't spend any we, we didn't spend that much time together. The visit was short. And honestly, I feel like mom didn't say this, but she put us in a challenging position. Like the first time I was ready to go in with an open mind and being so oh my sweet gosh, here we and go. open. But that's not how she set up the meeting. She set up the meeting where she was like an hour and a half late for the meeting, and she promised there would be breakfast. There was no breakfast. There was like thing after thing after thing. And so I was kind of like, you're acting different. And why are you, why? And so it already set me up in a bad mood. And so this time um, I just saw her less, honestly. I had offered to take them to brunch for um, Christmas. And and I think that's why she thought I was more loving. But I honestly still felt like I didn't get a chance to get to know him that well, unfortunately. Yeah, let's listen to what she says she thinks changed. So what's funny is, it was when we came for Christmas and you guys were so loving toward him. 
and he felt it, it was like, I had a chance to fucking exhale. I said, oh, okay, I did raise some decent kids because I thought I was going to have to divorce their asses because I'm damn sure keeping this man, okay? But you guys were loving toward him and he felt it. And I mean, he was just over the moon with it. And so I was happy and he's happy. What do you think changed? I think you guys had a chance to see. Number one, he had already told you he wasn't going nowhere. He didn't care what the fuck. And uh, I think you finally realized that he was making me happy, making me smile. He was taking me wherever, Atlanta, and visiting his mother in Mississippi and his family and then his intentions are good. All right. Well, listeners, that's pretty much it from us uh, today. Uh, If you'd like some post-credit material, you can hear some advice that our mom gives to kids uh, or uh, folks who their caregiver is dating, as well as those uh, aging adults who are looking for love. Um, So stay tuned for those post-credit kind of clips and uh, fun Easter eggs. But until then, and until next time, Stay Clearly, we owe him an apology. We were mean the first time. But is there anything you think we got right, right away? Or, or that maybe that we didn't, but you would give as advice to people who are uh, kids of a parent or caregiver or person they care about that is finding love later in life. Yeah, don't overthink it. That's the kids. That's the kids. Don't overthink the relationship. The relationship don't be whatever it is. And I don't think anybody on the outside, regardless of whether it's the children, the cousins or whatever, can determine whether it's going to be a loving relationship, a relationship that's going to make it, or whatever. I mean, it's called life, and you just got to roll with it. I couldn't choose anyone for you or Nia. So, I don't want nobody choosing nobody for me. Look how long it took me. Look how many frogs I had to kick to the, to the curb. You know, with bad intentions. But being the player I am, I, you know, I caught it and I got Oh my gosh. So my last thing for you is what advice would you give to uh, someone that's your age uh-huh. that maybe... Uh, is looking for love or has given up because they don't think they can find love at this age? You know, that's really funny, uh, but it is a good question because um, being older, my younger friends have told me to go on the match.com, all of that. Did that, went on a couple of dates. I was like, oh no, can't do that. I'm not open-minded to do that. 
had people try to match me up with folks that they thought was wonderful. Uh, end up thought thinking that, oh, may have to call the Popo, you know. Um, so I gave up on all of that and uh, re-surrendered myself to God, actually, and just said, I'm leaving it up to you. And I would say to uh, my younger coworker all the time, I said, anybody that's going to hook up with me and take me out of this state of mind right here, they're going to have to blow my motherfucking mind, okay? Uh, because I've been by myself so long. But I asked God if someone were to come that he sends, I want to be in the right frame of mind to receive them. So my, my advice would be, don't force it. It'll come. 